0: Buffering. A sisters guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Ha-
1: ha- hello, sisters. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> I was gonna hi. try to say like hi, like Halloween. Hell, hel- how? No, ha-l- let's Halloween. Stop halloween. That nope. sounds like you're. That's just like a scary version of Halloween. <laughs> no, I know. That didn't work. Hi, Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> mm. Hi, i weenie. think when the word hello already exists i don't, <laughs> don't think you can do that no no uh let's continue our our spoopy train yay right <laughs> that's all aboard the spoopy train next up <laughs> conversation about stupid stuff bill <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's the month for it and it's fun and we all like scary things i'm just really tired today guys you're always tired yeah, you just a given. You're the tiredest of the sisters three. I'm <laughs> a teenager. When am I not tired? I'm a teenager. A teenager. When am I She's not tired? I am a teenager am i not tired i could not
0: sleep last night, so I stayed up watching clips from episodes of Kitchen Nightmares, which you know isn't a goof because I just told you about it before we were even <laughs> recording. <laughs> well, whose fault is that, Riley? I mean, it's mine. I just couldn't sleep.
1: Yeah, that must be so tough. I was up late on the phone managing patients in the hospital, and then I had to get up at 6 a.m. and go back to the hospital. Sydney,
0: I am 16 years old. Do you think <laughs> I there can is handle any that kind of responsibility? Where where I, I could don't. have been on the phone with patients or doing anything of that caliber. No, because I am a child. So don't even, Sydney. Don't even. Hey, I'm,
1: s- tell that to Doogie Howser. That
0: was first... <laughs> you mean Neil Patrick Harris, child actor?
1: Well, no I don't think he's a child actor. Yeah. I think he would qualify as an adult actor. I mean, he was a child actor. Grown he was man not actor, a Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, i this is, this has been Full, still buffering. Full grown up. Hi <laughs> everybody. Yeah, he was a doctor at sixteen, right? I think so. oh what wasn't he fifteen or sixteen? Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a TV show. This isn't real life. Based on
1: true events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says based on true events at the beginning, Riley. It doesn't. But if it did, no, you'd you'd believe it though. No, I wouldn't. In no universe takes.
0: would I believe that there was a real doctor at the age of sixteen. They wouldn't let anyone do that because sixteen
1: year olds are stupid. Why would they let them
0: be doctors?
1: Hey, I mean, all you sixteen year olds out there. She didn't mean that. <laughs> She's sixteen too. Think so. about
0: the math behind that though. <laughs> Sydney, how many years post undergrad were you doing schooling?
1: Oh, after undergrad? After undergrad, so after four years. After four years of college, I was in four years of medical school and three years. years of residency. That's
0: that's eleven years. You're telling me that a that a five year old
1: would have had
0: to finish a five year old would have to finish high school. By the time okay. they are five. Well,
1: but maybe you could cut that training. Residency has to be three years. But you could cut, uh, you can do your undergrad degree in three years if you're aggressive at it. Um, but that still only loses you one year. So they That's still would have had to start years. college at, at, at six, six years they old. They would have had to
0: finish their high school and elementary school and middle school education in, by six years old. Unless no, we assume, is impossible.
1: And I haven't seen Doogie Hauser in a very long time. So unless we assume that Doogie Hauser was a first year resident, which is a physician, but is not... You know, they, they, he is still in training in the first season of Doogie. I'm Hauser. like 99 positive. He is just child doctor Doogie Houser. That's, that's minus. That's minus the years of residency, whatever specialty he entered. So we could cut it down to maybe seven years of medical okay. training. Okay, you're still looking at a nine year old being done with high school. So that's so awful. On the <laughs> scale of this whole episode, or can we please stop this right now? <laughs> how long are we going to talk about Doogie Hauser? <laughs> Uh, I just want to give uh, anybody listening a, a gauge so they know when to tune back in or turn I, it off. I think I'm good now. Okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I, are you Are you all satisfied? i was just trying to defend myself, Sydney. Okay. Well, you still shouldn't be so tired. I'm 33 and I'm not as tired as you.
0: It is statistically proven that teens need more sleep. Eh, we hear that every week.
1: All right. Well, let's not talk about Doogie Hauser anymore because you know what is you know the thing about Doogie Hauser? He, he wasn't a monster <laughs> he's not spooky <laughs> someone else seems tired because their transitions are a little off <laughs> <laughs> thanks riley mm. uh we were gonna not talk about Doogie howser we we're gonna talk about monsters this Ooh. week oh i got it hey riley you're so tired you're like the walking dead hey, hey. you know what that makes me think of zombies smooth transition done
0: that was really good guys
1: <laughs> it is it, i'm sure you're wondering what do monsters have to do with teenagers uh other than the fact that 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 is what they like to they eat there are food. some riley you know that monsters only eat teenagers. <sighs> i was waiting
0: for it taylor i was waiting for it
1: i was waiting for one of you two to say it uh but i think we, we we were talking about various halloween things and scary things and October things and uh one thing about teen culture, especially more recently, is the inclusion of a lot of traditionally like horror movie villains or you know antagonists only as popular culture figures, kind of the evolution especially in the in the teen world of your classic movie monsters hmm. if that's fair mm-hmm. to say, okay. yeah. Well, I think every every I mean, these are archetypal monsters we're going to be discussing. Things that have been around, you know, for they're they're rooted in the origins of storytelling. But like every generation seems to reinterpret them based on, I guess their their particular outlook. Briley's generation seems to very much prize like sexy sparkliness. Am I wrong? I guess that's fair. <laughs> this is the era of sexy sparkliness. <laughs> Well, to be fair, um, Damon and
0: Stefan Salvatore don't sparkle. So <laughs> they're vampires.
1: Uh, I, th- this reminds me of there was a great Betty and Veronica issue oh my God. where they have a fashion show that uh, exemplifies the decades, and they're in the 90s when they're doing this fashion show, and they say, you know, the 90s is the decade of drab and not too fab, or is it the uh, decade of trash and splash? How do you define the decade currently, Riley? Um, I thought we just said sparkles and and
0: sun. Sexy sparkles? Sexy
1: sparkles. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Sydney, both of those rhyme. And you just gave me, like, a split second to come up with a rhyming (laughs) pair of words to describe the fashion of my generation.
1: And I'm half asleep over here. Well, you pond, and and you're welcome, audience, for the great podcast that Riley's sure to do. (laughs) Let's get talk the about
0: Scarlet vampires. Coffee. I'm just gonna let you all just take mm-hmm. this one over. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. ahead.
1: Let's talk think about vampires. Fun of. Well, all right. And uh, we're obviously, you know, not gonna trace these these monsters back to sort of their origins, but definitely the earliest for uh, my generation that I can think of having any sort of impact, the first idea of a vampire was probably more for mom being a super big fan of the of Anne Rice, like the Stunt, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what was the uh, interview with the vampire interview yeah, with the vampire that was it that's a hey we had sexy vampires too but they were Brad Pitt which which is is rooted in I mean if you think about kind of like the the origin of the vampire story which had to do again I we're not we're not tracing the mythological roots of all these characters we didn't do enough research for all that uh but I mean if you're looking at like older stories about people who who drank blood or survived on the you know blood of innocence or used it to you know, give themselves power or strength or whatever. Um, and then you move into kind of like the Dracula myth. You right. still have this like seductive kind of like charismatic will like woo you into his castle and then drink your blood kind of character. And that's not a big jump into like the listot and, you know,
0: I kinda yeah. tuned, Louis Vampires. Kind of zoned out for a minute. Um but I heard Dracula And it made me think of Charlie's doll that is Count Micula, which is the Mickey Mouse version of Dracula. Yes. Uh, Okay, Dracula's a vampire. Count Micula is Mickey Dracula, so he's a vampire. Yes. Vampires have to drink blood to survive. We Mm -hmm. all know this from all the story, all the literature. What does Mickey, who does Mickey eat?
1: Okay, Count Mikula does not drink blood. Count Mikula says it. This is in the show in Min- Mickey's Most Dangerous <laughs> School. Canon. Boom. I do other things too. I drink grape juice too. All right. I so, don't buy it for a second. Yes, hey, he does. Yes, oh. he does. Mouse vampire hybrids perhaps survive on grape juice. That is clearly canon. <laughs> <laughs> that is clearly <laughs> established. If they're that. gonna
0: survive off anything, they like,
1: gotta have cheese in there somewhere, right? Uh, not just like grape juice. <laughs> Now, typically, if you're not familiar with vampires, they don't eat cheese and they don't drink grape juice. They're supposed <laughs> they drink to drink blood. human blood. Well, uh, yeah, I mean,
0: Which, let's <laughs> uh, let's talk about how the transition process has transitioned through the years. You like that transition process from a human to a vampire? Oh, has transitioned oh. through the years.
1: Well, in the um. If we're talking about like it is very different in many different stories in old stories i'm, I'm thinking of like okay in buffy how mm-hmm. do you transition into a vampire uh you know interestingly you get, enough that if you watch uh, buffy from the beginning to the end there's actually a little bit of a change of canon and I, it's just kind of like i think they just decided one way to do it was better than the other because at the beginning, they established that it's a whole, I think, the it's a whole sucking thing. Like, they drink your blood, you drink their blood, then you become a vampire. But we see very often as this series progresses that people just get bitten by a vampire and then they raise from the dead and become a vampire. So, in, yeah. in Buffy, that I, I, that is a, a change. Unless there's a lot of, like, other ways sucking going on off screen, but they're like sympathetic characters that are often turned into vampires. So I don't think that they're necessarily being like choosing to to turn into vampires. So I think that, that that kind of has a bit of a hiccup as far as the the uh mode of transition in Buffy. And you have to and it's a process that takes like a day or so or maybe even more because you get buried. You typically yeah. see these vampires bursting out of the ground. So they have been dead and uh, presumably a funeral has occurred and they have been buried underground and mm-hmm the tombstones in place and then the hand juts up from a grave below that's right. usually the way the vampires yeah. show up in buffy
0: right i'm trying to think of the various vampire um books and movies and such i've watched or read how do they change in twilight
1: in twilight remember you have it's just you just get bitten by the vampire and you turn to a vampire mhm you okay. just they you need the poison cuz whatever or venom they call it like a venom mm mm-hmm. mhm and you get bitten by the vampire, and then you go through like several days of agonizing, terrible like awful pain. pain. Yeah, yeah, you are like immobilized. Well, no, I guess you don't have to be immobilized.
0: I don't, I don't remember. It's been so long. Since I don't I've know. Seen you can be those.
1: thrashing and writhing in pain. I think. I think um, Bella just doesn't. But anyway, you you are in horrible, horrible pain for like three days while the venom courses through your body, and then your heart stops, and then you become a vampire.
0: In the Shadowhunters novels, there are vampires also, and you have to like drink the blood of a vampire, and then they have to drink your blood, mm-hmm. and then you have to be buried yeah. underground, and then you have to find your way out from being buried underground, and then as soon as you come out from underground, you have to be fed, and then you're a vampire.
1: That's more like true blood. I've never mm. seen true blood. Yeah.
0: Um, And then in Vampire Diaries, you have to drink vampire blood and have it in your system when you die. Mm -hmm. And then when you die, you immediately come back to life as a vampire. Except, like, you just wake up. There's no, like, difference or process or whatever. Like, you (laughs) die and then you immediately open your eyes and you're a vampire.
1: And I think think through all these evolutions, like, we saw... If we go back to, like, interview with the vampire, the vampires are, like, they're smooth and they're likable and they're charismatic, but they also are, I think, very clearly adults, right? Is that fair to say?
0: Not in today's culture. No, no.
1: vampires used to be grown-ups. Like, they naturally, you assume they've been alive a really long time, so even if they look younger... They have this wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the world that almost om- not only do you not have as a young human but you almost couldn't achieve as a human because i mean like it, that's the that's the implicit thought like even if you look at um what was kirsten dunce when she was the little girl vampire what do you mean what was she well i couldn't remember her name oh Oh, jeez, I can't Whatever. remember. She's, the little, she's turned into a vampire as a little girl, mm-hmm. and she even has this, like, really creepy level of, like, adult worldly wisdom, Yeah, which is very off-putting, because even though she's a child, she's been alive a really long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think vampires now necessarily have that kind of world-weary wisdom, you know, associated with them. Is that fair?
0: Uh, I mean, I... In all vampire uh n- books and tv shows and stuff i have uh witnessed um they although like scary ones do i don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense but like there are a lot more uh uh pieces of culture that have vampires in them that are like friendly like they want to be your friend of vampires like yeah. edward calling vampires just want to fit in they just want to be angsty teens that fit in um <laughs> But like the scary ones, always seem to like know everything about vampire history from always, and the friendly vampires are always like, "What? Mm, I didn't know about that." Mm, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that the and we're gonna talk about this in some of the other uh, archetypes, but it's the this making these characters sympathetic that has really kind of been a uh, they, uh, marked of part somewhat in our generation, but way more so in yours. Like, and I think yeah. part of that comes from making them relatable and that ma- means making ha- them have flaws and weaknesses and you know when you go back to those Anne rice vampires like you, they're they're cool and you, they're likable they're not ultimate bad guys but they're not people you can see yourself in no. <laughs> hopefully no they're very they're very not human Oh. Wow. And even like, like, uh, like the Lost Boys, I mean, that has a sympathetic character who's transitioning into a vampire, but the actual vampires in that movie are scary, evil people that, you know, there's no questioning that they lack a soul and that that, you know, relates to their character entirely. I've, go ahead. Which is a really interesting point when you bring up like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which has a lot of vampires who are very much just demons. They're mm-hmm. just, I mean, they're bad. They just yeah. want to kill people. And they are therefore slayed. slain, mm-hmm. Slayed. Slewed. Slewed. Slewed in mass. <laughs> uh, but then you have certain vampires who start to bridge that gap with Angel first. Who, uh, should may I add, uh, goodness is thrust upon him, not by any choice of his own. Does he get his soul and becomes a good vampire, so to speak. And then Spike, who... You know, chooses that. Not saying one's better than the other. Just saying he's uh, putting that information out there. I would also like to say that Spike was still capable of good actions without a soul. He did yes. some some bad stuff, but he also like fell in love with Buffy with no soul. And if you follow the comic books, which continue to be canon, he acted nobly without a soul. He lost his soul at one point again, got it back, but it kind of was that I think that whole arc was there to establish that you know with or without a soul spike still has innate goodness. Yes.
0: I feel like with all of these vampire um you know vampire series of sorts that have to do with vampires being in love with humans, there's or other way around. There's always some sort of uh dilemma where it's like you realize the vampire isn't getting any older. And the human is going to keep aging, so it's like, well, what do we do? Am I going to be a fifty-year-old that's still dating a seventeen-year-old vampire? Yeah, that's not good. Or am I going to turn into a vampire as well? Yeah. And I feel like I always kind of want the one who's a human to turn into a vampire, but then I'm like, ah, oh, but then you're a vampire.
1: Yeah, but th- but I think that I think that fits into like a teen world very well, though, because yeah. at that point, what you're what you're gaining is eternal life
0: mm-hmm. and
1: eternal youth. And yeah. all of those we kind of talk about that when you're younger, you have this feeling of invincibility. I can do anything. nothing mm-hmm. can stop me. I'll never die. You have this sort of feeling all the time, which is why you might be more prone to risky behavior than an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we you see that like in if you see a character like in Twilight deciding like I do want to be a vampire, that's you're just embracing that. Mm-hmm. I will be invincible and immortal, and not thinking about like, w- well, but all of your other family and friends will die, and you will keep living. And mm-hmm. you're giving up. I mean, it, most of the time, vampires can't have kids. Yeah. Right? So if you wanted to start a family, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know Which is not something you think about much when you're 16, necessarily. Right. You know, it. It is. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's fascinating to me. It just. That we've gone from like you know the the origins of these these monsters like you know like with vampires we're talking about like Vlad the Impaler and like and Bathory like horrible evil historical figures, and now we've gotten all the way to the point where even in Buffy there's like of course Buffy would never become a vampire to be with Angel because vampires are still innately bad some might break that mold, but they are bad things so now it's like nah it's it's a it's a great thing to be <laughs> you get to live forever you and, get to live forever why be beautiful? wouldn't you you sparkle in the sunlight. Yeah, and it's,
0: it's interesting. I keep mentioning the Vampire Diaries, but it is one of the best television shows of all time. And if you <laughs> haven't seen it, it has vampires, it has werewolves, it has witches, it has hybrids. Never know what's going to happen next. Um, but uh,
1: <laughs> I forget what I was saying. You know what? True Blood um, <laughs> has all those too, and True Blood also, I believe, has Werepanthers. So <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, rem- <laughs> I remember <laughs> saying about vampires now. Um, We're a panther. <laughs> there are two brothers that are two of the main vampires. And one of them, the younger one, decided to be like a good vampire that mm-hmm. only drinks animal blood. Which, I mean, like is still bad. He's going out there and hunting down like bunnies and stuff and is eating them. But it's better than eating humans.
1: <laughs> and it's also better than, like, Angel's, ref- like, his choice to just drain the Red Cross of all of its blood supply, essentially. Yeah, that's bad, yeah. too. He also uh, ate rats for a couple of years. That's gross. That's rough.
0: <laughs> but, like, there's always the kind of, uh, like, note in the back of his head that he is still a vampire. Because his brother, like, eats humans and stuff all the time. And is kind of a jerk. But he doesn't (laughs) get, like, angry all the time. And, like, whenever he drinks human blood, he doesn't freak out and need to, like, kill a bunch of humans because he's used to it. Mm -hmm. And then there's, you know, there's several times where the younger one will, you know, go and start eating humans and then be an awful person for a while and then has to learn how to eat just bunnies again, I guess. But, uh... (laughs)
1: Like good guy, like the good guys like the always good guys. do. Just eat the good bunnies. Eat bunnies. But,
0: but I mean, you know, that's again like what you were saying, Taylor. Like they're always kind of bad things. They just have to learn how to be not so bad
1: things, I guess. Uh, which, I, I mean, like I said, the only thing I can imagine, I mean, unless you have a better answer for me, Riley, why do teenagers love vampires so much? I mean, because my guess is like the immortality, the like invincibility, mm-hmm. like vampires are hard to kill. yeah they're pretty um, i mean we have this new concept of vampires that they're naturally very attractive and also like in the, in
0: the shadow hunter novels one of the one of the only human characters turns into a vampire and they describe how as soon as he becomes a vampire he became more attractive
1: <laughs> like <laughs> in twilight like, too in he twilight didn't need it is his
0: glasses anymore because his eyesight was perfect so he yeah. took his glasses off and his braces he didn't have braces but like his, braces, <laughs> his, muscles, <laughs> his <laughs> muscles his muscles grew and he got taller and all that kind of uh, stuff like why do vampires always have to be attractive
1: just seems like they're just a better version of us well that's oh was that the last season of american horror story had vampires and. They They were just the most beautiful people. Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga Gaga was a vampire. Yeah, it it is. It is very interesting because it takes. um, They're almost like superheroes now. Mm -hmm. You know, like it took vampires out of the realm of villain and into the like. You cross over into well, they just have special powers, (laughs) and they have their own set of flaws. Sometimes they eat people, but most of the time they're pretty good and they're really beautiful. And sometimes they can fly. And sometimes they sparkle. (laughs) Mm. Um, Now partnering along with vampires are often werewolves, werewolves. natural enemies <laughs> vampires and werewolves um a sent recent I, established fact yes i i personally have always been a big fan of werewolves especially if we're talking the edward jacob debate
0: you're on the side of jacob in Team that debate
1: jacob all the way what all the way no <laughs> taylor you're our tiebreaker I've already put my weight in on this. I'm team Steve Buscemi. oh that's, that's right that's my answer uh but I mean if I had to uh if I had to choose a a, a vampire or a werewolf in any of uh ah oh, that that's hard. I probably would fault to vampires, but not in that See, mm-hmm. see their skin mm. feels like marble and they're cold all the time.
0: Vampires <laughs> are I do like a team are of dogs
1: like- werewolves are actual dogs. <laughs> but well, they, they smell like the outside like trees like wet dog no they they're warm and loyal i'll take you're a describing a, a dog you're describing <laughs> a pet i do I'll, think that this debate ultimately comes down to are you a cat person or a dog person <laughs> well i'm a cat person but i still well, choose werewolf
0: but, well but cats, cats are, are cold yeah. they don't like snuggling with you they're They'll, standoffish. Yeah. They're independent Dogs, They'll scratch or bite you, you, <laughs> you. Yeah. You literally just described a dog.
1: You said he is warm. He is loyal. He is soft. That's a dog. <laughs> Maybe not the smartest one. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I feel like well, werewolves, I mean, even though we have like the classic example of like, you know, teenagers and monsters is Teen Wolf. That is the intersection of, of this podcast <laughs> is, is Teen Wolf, who was super cool because he was a werewolf, but he also could play a mean game of hoops yeah you know <laughs> which what else do you need from a teenager really um i feel like werewolves it's a harder sell because they actually turn into giant animals they're just giant dogs yeah i mean no no one's ever looked at a werewolf like fully transformed and been like dang that's one hot werewolf <laughs> no but taylor lautner out of werewolf form sydney in that movie he's like 18 <laughs> i'm just saying i can appreciate a nice set of abs <laughs> okay let's move on <laughs> i'm well, uncomfortable I, I mean i would have to say abs. if we're going to talk most attractive werewolf um and i'm sorry <laughs> to michael j fox for this but i'm gonna have to go with american werewolf in london that's an attractive werewolf uh, david is that the character's name i think so I I had a customer at a a coffee shop I worked at a year ago, or a couple years ago, and he looked so much like that actor that played that character, and I really wanted to compliment him, but I don't know if that's like, I don't know how much that tracks, like, hey, you remember that movie, (laughs) The Werewolf in London? You look like that hot werewolf actor. Not when he's like a werewolf. No. (laughs) No, like when he's like a cool dude. Uh, and I did actually tell him that. And his response was, I get that all the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. Was it him? <laughs> no, it wasn't him. No, I mean, because he was, you know, actively like in his late 20s, whereas this movie was made uh, a long time ago. But uh, yeah, it's time travel. Yeah. So maybe it's a lot of that <laughs> time traveling werewolf. Now that's terrifying. Uh, oh, That's cool. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh,
0: when we're talking about like, I've never seen those two particular productions. But I have seen <laughs> va- uh, Twilight and I have seen Vampire Diaries, which does have werewolves. Of and course. In Twilight, they turn like whatever they want to, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The werewolves I mean? The Yes. Like yes. they can become werewolves. They can just become werewolves, to. yes. We're well, right.
1: just throwing the established lore out the window. Like-
0: well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. In vampire diaries, only one night a month. Like, or whenever there is a full moon, exactly. I think it's one night a month, right? Yeah. That's the only night where they turn into werewolves. And it's not like they choose. Like, they just instinctively become a werewolf and they don't really remember what they do for this, you know, six hour period. They're a werewolf. And then they turn back into a human for another 30 days. Right. Which is like, I feel like more on target with the original fiction of werewolves.
1: That's, that's which, pretty consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Oz and, and Buffy, that was his modus operandi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was a werewolf on Buffy. And mm-hmm. yeah, Seth Green was a werewolf on Buffy.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. Seth, yeah. Seth Green a, is a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he was an adorable werewolf on Buffy, except not when he was a werewolf, just when he was Seth Green. Because...
0: Uh, oh, that's that, right. I remember he was on that show because you showed me like, the very first episode of Buffy ever. And I was like, who, who that? <laughs> What's he doing?
1: <laughs> that uh, Well, he wasn't on the very first. We'll no, get it. That he wasn't yeah. on the very first very
0: episode. first episode of like one season. Oh, something. okay,
1: okay, fair enough. But it it also falls into the realm of werewolves when they become werewolves cannot like reason with you. Like they don't yeah. they don't stop and go like you're my friend. Wolf I'm not wolf wolf. gonna eat you. <laughs> I won't <laughs> eat you, wolf, wolf. They might eat you. They also might cheat on their girlfriends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like teen plot point point in buffy it's like cheated on willow because he was a werewolf that was the only reason though (laughs) oh that's your excuse every time (laughs) but not like in twilight where the wolves like are you can talk to the wolves and like pet them like they're actual dogs yeah now they don't talk back but they do communicate with each other they communicate with each other through telepathy
0: yeah which is just
1: (laughs) i don't get and they can communicate with edward because he can read minds anyway um i don't think werewolves i don't think it's like we we talk about i think you write a whole dissertation on vampires and teens and how that plays into like the adolescent experience and and growing and changing and i think you could see like some direct parallels between werewolves and teens like yes puberty (laughs) puberty (laughs) i think that's that's the that's the correlation there it's like your body starts changing in weird horrifying ways and suddenly your brain you're not entirely in control of it all the time and there's hair everywhere (laughs) (laughs) you get weird impulses and giant teeth that doesn't happen <laughs> well wait but I, but you're right i don't think it i don't think that it, it's ever going to occupy the same amount of of weight or space in teen culture as vampires do because you're right i mean the simple fact you can't make like someone who is currently in the werewolf state super hot <laughs> nobody just wants to like oh, fall in yes love you with can. that character no yes you can it's been done it's been done who the Backstreet Boys Everybody video. (laughs) Brian is such a hot werewolf. (laughs) Only example ever. (laughs) Oh my God, that's such a great video. And it's like, every horror, they, oh, Nick is a sexy mummy. And that's, that's not a thing that's ever been done or tried or attempted or should be done again. No, where are the mummies? (laughs) Mummies are poorly represented in, as we, as we do this like teen makeover to make monsters hot. No. Where are the hot mummies? I I um, swear and and somebody please help me. Do you mummies control bees? Because I thought I heard that. I thought mummies controlled scarabs. I swear there was a bee relation somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong. Everyone I tells always, me I'm wrong. I always thought they controlled those flying beetles. Yeah. That would make sense. That would that would make more sense. <laughs> I just thought there were bees involved. Uh now um
0: another another monster exactly that has been um teenified over the years is witches. yes, mm. witches have been around for always, I mean, in real <laughs> <laughs> let me re let me rephrase that. Witches um were real uh a long time ago in in America, and now <laughs> we make them part of our fiction, even though they
1: continue to be real. This is from an oral history report that Riley did today which is <laughs> Witches, Witches are is real. <laughs> we're real for a long time in America. Is that how I talk? Is
0: that how I talk? Are you stereotyping me? Uh, yes, you really? are. You are making me sound like a typical teenage girl from all of your favorite teenage movies that you love to watch when no one else is around. Sydney Smurl.
1: McElroy you, you kind of well, just sounded like
0: i was doing you just, yeah that was that's the, not how i sound on the nose i have to say all right bye yeah, everybody no. i'm just gonna let you all take this episode over Wait, i'm gonna go
1: let me clarify uh, when we talk about witches here that we are talking about like movie and tv and uh, like the media stereotype of the of the like horror movie villain witch but just know right. witches not, are real well we're not we're not well, talking about the practice of wicca like right. I, I, I just, just want to be there's paganism there are people that actually yeah. identify as witches and that's cool we're just talking about popular culture representation exactly yeah <laughs> we, we are talking about that, like that kind of yeah that exactly, exactly. The, those the, using the word witch to mean that i just want to clarify yeah. that because otherwise we're talking about very different things all together i'm sorry it's got excited no you can get excited well, now in I'm a not talking about real witches. <laughs> I mean, you know, some some of these actors might be real witches in their off time. We're not sure. We don't know that. We don't, well, what we if don't that's
0: know. how they cast
1: um, witches? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they only cast a real one. Because then it would just be like Stevie Nicks in every one of these roles, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's what, a little shout out to Stevie Nicks for you, Mom. I know you mm. listen to the show and I know you love Stevie Nicks. She, she's the, the, the white witch. Uh, now uh, we, I love Stevie Nicks. Well, And she was in Coven, American Horror Story Coven. kind Yeah, of. she was. And she was hesitant about that because she was afraid too many people associated her with witchcraft. And so she thought that would feed into it. But then ultimately decided it was a thing she wanted to be a part of. <laughs> Cause she, because that's also part of her super cool mystique. Well, it is. Um, but witches, I, I think witches had already been kind of adopted as like a neat thing in teen culture and ex, an exciting like movie or, or tv show thing when we were younger i mean you referenced Riley's sabrina the teenage witch
0: which i who i called serena before we started yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which is fra-
1: which is an archie comic uh serena the teenage witch no sabrina the oh. teenage witch. <laughs> mm-hmm. initially a very different version of sabrina yeah um especially the ants are very different mm. they look like like in the comic book sabrina the teenage witch her ants look like um old fashioned witches with the pointy hats and the big right. robe and the all that and carrying brooms around. But um Sabrina was certainly a television show as well. She was like a cool witch who did like fun teen spells. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> By I
0: don't, fun um, teen spells, what do you mean? Like getting her homework done with a wave of a wand?
1: Yep. That's it. Like getting a cool prom dress. I don't know. You've, like
0: she did she did cool teen spells. You know a show I completely forgotten about that is the modern day equivalent of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. What? Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are wizards, not witches. But I
1: mean like same principle. Well, yes and no, because I think you also had um in like you look at movies like The Craft, mm-hmm. I think is a good like quintessential teen witch movie, um, from our era. Where you have these four women who are somewhat outcasts. They're not accepted by the rest of their classmates. They're in high school and they're, uh, you know, they're, they don't fit in. And also, and I don't know if it is a function of that or alongside that, they begin to practice witchcraft, not necessarily having like something about them. That, I mean, that's not assumed, especially with two of them, that they that they naturally have some sort of innate power, but that it is something that anyone can learn and practice, and that people who are drawn to it as like a way to distinguish themselves, like I am different, I'm on the outside, and I am powerful and, and strong. <laughs> well, uh, I, now, two of them are like natural witches, but or at least one of them is. I don't know. Fruza is questionable. I, I think it's also, and I, I think the '90s were rich with really, uh like, strong female witches, really, like, interesting, likable, powerful characters. And I think that kind of might go hand-in-hand hand with that third wave of feminism, you know? Like, sort of the girl power movement. You had the craft, mm-hmm. and you had Charmed, you had Willow and Buffy, you had practical magic. Like, there were women that could, you know, take control of their lives with an innate power that they had, whereas, you know, maybe... Not a physical strength, but like a, a something from within, which is I don't know. I think that, that there was like a, a an underlying sort of psyche to all of those movies and ideas. I think you're right because, especially, you bring up Practical Magic, which was uh, you've seen that movie, right, Riley? Mm-hmm. Which the the witchcraft that they're practicing in Practical Magic is very much rooted in their femininity. It's it's very much a, a female oriented like power source you know i mean you the it's not just something that i mean because even when they call a circle when they decide like they need more witches to help them they're women correct yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i don't think there are any men involved no and, and that's it, it's, it's almost i think the, there's an inference in, in a lot of these movies that it's it's sort of the female power which is not necessarily you know i don't that doesn't necessarily read in, in reality but I think that was, uh, I think a lot of these, just as much as there's the teen fantasy with werewolves, or not werewolves, vampires, to, like, live forever and be young and beautiful forever, I think there's a wish fulfillment there, which is something that always appeals in popular culture. That, you know, Mm -hmm. your, your ability to, like you said with the craft, you know, when you're an outcast, when you're different, but also just as a woman to find strength, like, extreme power in a way that, you know, real life doesn't garner towards you. Right. No, I think that's true. I think you see that represented in Buffy through Willow, who becomes such a powerful character. Um, Through through sort of her own self-discovery, I think you can find a nice parallel in in her as, like, uh, she starts as that, like, typical nerdy, you know, the smart girl. And as she becomes this strong, like, incredibly powerful, almost too powerful witch on the show, she also discovers... For instance, her sexual preference and really, you know, comes into her own as a character, recognizing who she truly is and who she always has been and and accepting everything about herself that's been true from the beginning. But she was too kind of timid and held back to recognize in the beginning and then is able to embrace as the show goes on. Um, Now, you know what my favorite
0: witch um, fiction which <laughs> you know what my favorite. Make it is? work.
1: Make it work. <laughs> Wh- which action? Which, which go? Shin? I don't know. Hocus pocus. We'll find.
0: It's hmm. funny. It's goofy. It's not serious. Which oh, the Sanderson it's sisters. It's a great. It's a great, it,
1: <laughs> also it's a great movie. Also, okay.
0: Halloween Town. Like I don't think we've talked about Halloween Town enough. That's about like a teenage girl. <laughs> Who can ever Robert talk Henry about powers. Halloween
1: Town enough? Halloween Town is a great movie. I, do you think, though, all these things we're talking about, and, like, we haven't even talked about the worst witch, like, going way back into witch movies. Now, there are witches, I understand, on your favorite program. What is that, Sydney? The Vampire Diaries. Yes. Uh, and are they all, kind of like in all these old, older things we've talked about, are they all female? Yes.
0: Well, mm-hmm.
1: no. There's a boy. Because you would you would assume that, like, when you look at, you mentioned Wizard of, Wizards of Waverly Place, and then that makes me think, naturally, of Harry Potter. Yeah. That, you know, w- that w- witchcraft, wizardry, magic, that ability to, to tap into some sort of magic or, you know, whatever, that that is becoming a more gender-neutral thing. Yeah. That magic now is its own thing. It's not necessarily, like the power of being a woman expressed in our ability to make <laughs> objects levitate and candles <laughs> candles alight but that it is it is a magic unto itself that all humans have access to
0: yeah um i was just trying to think but no it is it there is um a male witch in the show and it's it's cool because uh the vampires come from like civil war era period of time mm-hmm. in in my favorite program Um, But the witches also come from this time, except they're not immortal like the vampires are. So where you have like the same two brothers that are living in like 2012 that were living in like the 1850s and 60s. Sure. Instead of having the same witches, you have like an ancestry line of witches. So Mm -hmm. it's like the vampires know who the witches are because of their last name and because of who they look like in terms of their ancestors but the witches have no idea who the vampires are or what they are or even what they are that they're witches it's kind of like hmm the main witch bonnie finds out from her grandma that she's a witch who doesn't believe her at first because like that's crazy there's no such thing but then she just has the powers okay it's crazy it's wild but then she meets a boy who moves into town and is also a witch and is from, like, another line of ancestry from that same area in the same time period. And it all connects and it's all cool.
1: Which I think, I think it's almost, you know, we talked about, like, witches as being this representative tool back in, when we were younger, especially as a young woman, as a way of, like, Maybe this is the secret power that my extra X chromosome gives me that <laughs> don't get to know about. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I could just tap into it, maybe it's like, maybe it's like, there for all of us. Like witchery, witchery is a is a sex-linked trait. Exactly, it's an X-linked trait, I, and, and that's why only women possess it. No, it moves it from that into almost something even a little younger. Now it's more about like the fun of magic, yeah, the power of magic, and not necessarily. Um, a power that women need. I mean, right? I can't. I can't
0: be the only one that would watch something to do with witches and then be like, "If I look at this, I'm gonna levitate this book, and it's gonna happen." We've it's all like, done that. Light, light a feather, it, sip as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather,
1: sip as a board. <laughs> <laughs> we've all had that moment where we've le- stared at something and thought, "I'm gonna make that pen roll right off the desk right now." I like, right I'm now, gonna right make it now. start raining right well, now. Well, and, I, and then it doesn't rain. I mean, I do think, like, historically, when we talk about witches, like, it is tied to femininity. I mean, there were... Oh, men it has were, to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, in, what, I, what I like in, in witch history, I, I, I make up for in booze history. And uh, when I was reading about early beer brewing, women would brew beer in their kitchens at, at home. And because we didn't understand a lot about, like, microbiology, obviously, we knew if you kept using the same, like, wooden paddle to make your mm-hmm. beer it would keep indoctrinating, keep making beer, but we didn't get much more than that. And so, mm-hmm. like, when the beer would go off, which would happen, because we're dealing with fermented microbes and stuff, it was witchcraft and the woman would be like, <laughs> you know, bird at the stake <laughs> for making bad beer. And I think that that's kind of, you know, it's like this thing that a, a woman was making that no one understood, and so it's clearly her fault when people get sick from it. Like, there's definitely mm-hmm. a tie-in with, like, the, I mean, even when you look at, like like, witchcraft, it involves, like, you know, Using herbs and using like you know flowers. and like it's very much like a, a in the kitchen kind of thing. I think there's a bit of a revenge mm-hmm. fantasy with like the the witch playing out as like a powerful uh, figure mm-hmm. as a female that hopefully you know we can move on and like just enjoy the idea of magic. but it's definitely We're, that cultural tie. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's definitely there because you have to mm-hmm. assume that there was this long period in history where basically, We don't take the time to understand what women are thinking or feeling or saying because we don't really listen to them. So we're just assuming that they have some sort of power. We don't know. We didn't talk to them because that would involve letting them speak. And, you know, in history, that wasn't popular. Hmm. So maybe now that women are no longer these mysterious Mm -hmm. mercurial creatures and like, you know, people too. Maybe that notion goes away.
0: <laughs> uh, the last monster I want to talk about, which I think maybe wasn't as popular based on what you all talked about before the show in your
1: all's teen period, is zombies. Yes, zombies, which are so hot right now.
0: Yeah, they're but all the rage they're, because they're coming up soon in real time, real life. Zombies.
1: Uh, well, they're, they're actually hot right now, though, and I, I've got to say, Riley, that's disturbing. Your generation disturbs me with the ability to make Sexy zombies. <laughs> Where have you seen sexy zombies? Uh, well, um there's Eye Zombie, and she's a yeah, very okay. pretty lady. But more importantly, Warm Bodies, which is a rom-com featuring a male zombie lead. Oh, I <laughs> have seen that. Okay, yeah,
0: that's no, a- we have done that. We've made.
1: Some- <laughs> we that's to- a really interesting evolution of the concept of a zombie, which. Like, is rooted in the idea of, like, reanimation of a corpse or, like, bringing back someone who has died. Like, someone that can't talk or think or do anything except look for humans to eat. Right. Like, zombies were initially, like, a cautionary tale, like, don't try to raise people from the dead because they will not come back normal. Right. They'll come back these sort of, like, animalistic, flesh-driven uh, scary and the, things yeah uh, and the emergence of the popular like the romero era zombie was really a reflection on consumerism so there was no individuality in the zombie horde it was that was the direct link there so it's kind of funny that now it's like just as much as we, we've taken the vampires and made them sexy it's like we've made this taken the zombies which were supposed to represent a faceless horde and made them human <laughs> <laughs> I made. I made you missed loud. the point. <laughs> that, and that is very weird because I will say that uh, other than like you mentioned, like when I think about Night of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead and all the various dead movies. <laughs> of, the dead movies. of the dead movies. Of the dead movies. Of the dead. I mean, like where I don't think zombies were a huge touchstone for us growing up. They, were not, they, did, they had not completely inundated popular culture well, I don't the way think, they have now with, with shows like The Walking yeah. Dead.
0: I feel right. like with Ural's era, uh, it was not the thought that this was what would happen one day, that everyone on planet Earth would one day become a zombie, and only the select few would be left to fight for their lives among these hordes of zombies. No. I think you Ural was like a monster, like a vampire or a werewolf. Like it was not something that people talked about, everyone becoming one, which I guess is what's happening now.
1: Which, and I don't know if that ties in with, I mean, because I, I don't know the answer to this question. Are apocalyptic fears stronger or more prevalent than they used to be? Well, we've
0: talked about that before. Like, look at all the books we read.
1: About the apocalypse?
0: Yeah, teen fiction, apocalypse. That's true. Books. So,
1: I mean, maybe that plays in with it one way. I mean, people like to talk about the way the world ends is that we all become zombies, It'll happen one day. Which is almost like a de-evolution of the human race. It's like an interesting Mm -hmm. biological theory that what's going to happen is instead of progressing as a species, we're just going to stop. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to start eating each other's brains and that'll be the end of it. Which when you look at like The
0: Walking Dead um, fiction behind zombies, uh, they kind of, which, okay, if you haven't seen all The Walking Dead, skip ahead like 20 seconds. Um, because this, I guess this is spoiler kinda of, not really that yeah, big this, of a deal. This is a spoiler. Um, Skip ahead. But everyone has the zombie disease in them. It is not transferred whenever you get a zombie bite and it is just it activates itself somewhat whenever you are bitten by a zombie and die. So yeah. it's like something has happened in the world, we were all affected by this zombie disease and now we all have it so no matter what we will all turn into zombies. Right which is weird because i feel like that is not always the way i feel like it Mm -hmm. was either like you get bitten by a zombie once and you turn into one immediately like with vampires or they kill you and eat you
1: right or you you, somebody gets bitten by a a zombie and they're alive but you they're a ticking time bomb Mm.
0: like you like they try to hide the bite yeah and and you have to decide whether or not you're gonna (gasps) shoot them or whatever I like you try to chop their leg off.
1: (laughs) I always have a hard time in, in zombie movies where, and then there are a couple that are guilty of this, where it's like, okay, the blood is a transformation mechanism. Like if you, you know, like if they bite you or whatever, you're infected. And yet then you have like your heroes like, mowing through like a field of zombies and just like mm-hmm. blood's going everywhere. But like, that's cool. But if they bite you, like, what about all that mm-hmm. blood you just got covered yeah. in? <laughs> I know some of that got in your mouth and your eyes. Mm-hmm. You have mucous membranes everywhere. Well that's, I kind of appreciated that about what, twenty eight days later? Where it's like the little drop of blood in like the eyeball infects the dude. It's like exactly that's, that's that reads. That makes sense to me. And I think that zombies are kind of the perfect storm right now because you know, the, the idea of a virus that could infect, you know, spread through humanity and, and infect everyone is... It's it's not so unbelievable. It's it's not as out there as something like like werewolves or vampires. Those are fictional mm-hmm. creatures. The idea of a, a plague that could, you know, like, alter us in such a way to make us sort of mindless is totally, totally viable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely... That's definitely true. I think that that plays into our fears. But then the idea that you could, and maybe that's why, like, if we wonder why has, Riley, why is your generation made the zombie sexy? I don't even know. Well, maybe it is, it's really just the idea that zombies, instead of seeing them as kind of the next evolution of the monster. Like, zombies aren't, a zo- I, I wouldn't call a zombie a monster in the same way we think about, like, these classic, No. you know, these classic horror movie Creatures: Yeah. Zombies are us. We in are in a different form. We are the monster. It's That's us. yes. But then to, but I think like the the Hollywood has said, "Well, I don't know. We have made vampires sexy, we made werewolves sexy. Why not? Why not zombies? We're make zombies sexy. Everybody likes zombies, everybody likes sexy. Let's just make them just <laughs> now join them together. together. Make a sandwich. Sexy zombies. <laughs> well, and not think about the fact that like specifically, no, these are humans who then became zombies and therefore cannot be human like now. They're supposed to look like corpses. Right. And they're yeah. not supposed to have like frontal lobe function mm. you know but i think this is i think this is true our monsters always come from like some sort of psychological fear or or worry i think that you know our, our monsters are sort of reflections of ourselves our popular monsters and i think that the zombie whereas if you're a, a vampire or a werewolf you're special if you're a witch you're special you have power the zombie is pretty much just as disposable as a human maybe even more so Yeah, yeah, they are part of a faceless mass. They are just trying to stay alive and feed themselves. Like, I think that maybe there's and maybe this is just me projecting onto zombies. But I think there's a reason that we're starting to sympathize with the zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Riley, you're you're the tired one. I mean, come on. Sometimes I'm just like, I just got to get I just got to. Get through this day. I gotta yeah. survive. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, like the, I don't the know. zombie is the ultimate sympathetic truth. Like you're just yeah. one of a faceless mass who's yeah. just trying to get by.
0: <laughs> uh, looking mm. at all the the four vampire or monster. Oh, I'm tired. Monster types <laughs> we've looked at over this past uh, this past show. I don't even know what I'm saying. It seems like vampires and werewolves and witches are all things that at one point we've all thought like wouldn't it be cool if like I could be a vampire and live forever or like turn into a wolf or have special witch powers that one especially I feel like we all wanted to be a witch at some point but zombies are the thing that I feel like no one is like wouldn't it be cool if i was a dead human that ate other humans (laughs) wouldn't that be neat like wouldn't that be cool if i had that ability like that's the one that's the bad one that's the one that you don't want to be because you're not a person with abilities anymore you're the exact opposite you're a person with no abilities
1: i mean you can get like stabbed with lots of things and keep going yeah bad (laughs) abilities You have
0: literally one way to die; like nothing else can kill you. Well, depending a, on
1: your lore. Yeah. What do we all identify with most strongly? Which? Oh, are you for me? Sh- are you sure a zombie? <laughs> <I'm> a <witch. laughs> Sid, I. I think I know your answer. But why don't you tell me? What do you think I am? I think what? you're going to say werewolf. I was going to say werewolf. <laughs> I knew it. I I feel like that. I mean, I don't want to be a werewolf. I've never thought like, man. I hope that I can turn into a wild animal tonight, get stripped down naked, and run around and eat things. You've thought about it? No, but I think that probably reflects my personality most closely. Mm. What about you, Tay? Well, I I think I I, on on my best days I'm a witch. On my worst days I'm a zombie. (laughs) Can I be a zombie witch? I'd agree with that. I feel that too. Yeah. When can I just be a mummy, guys? When is the when is You the, are a mummy. That's the thing we got it. This, <laughs> this is our this is our still buffering trademark idea. Sexy mummies. Sexy mummies are Hasn't coming. Hasn't been done except for you, Nick Carter. You were ahead of your time. Twenty make it happen. We're gonna make the new the new teen hit is gonna be an apocalyptic series about mummies that are hot and have great abs. Like they'll have bandages wrapped around everywhere but their abs mm. <laughs> and just, their dreamy eyes and their dreamy eyes. Just bandages, eyes. And where where you end. need them and their hair that just falls artfully across one dreamy eye. So they
0: basically have bandages that go around their nose to their neck <laughs> and then bandages that start at their butt and go to their feet. And
1: uh and their bees, their bee friends, right? Their bee, bee friends. <laughs> <laughs> Scarabs, but sure. Be friends. Sure, they're be I friends. swear. I swear I've, I've read that or seen that. I know someone mm-hmm. out there will, will either tell mm-hmm. me I'm super wrong or tell me I'm super right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might well, even be referencing a Yonan Basquez comic where there is a mummy and he just goes bees and bees come out of his mouth. And that might be the only moment that happens, the association, but I swear it's a, a bigger idea. Well, thank you, sisters. Thank you. <laughs> zombie witch and witch sisters You're um, welcome. and uh thank you listeners as always um it, it is it is so wonderful to do this show and to have all so many wonderful people out there who listen and comment and are part of our facebook group still buffering on facebook who tweeted us at still buff if you like something or want to comment mm-hmm. uh if you want to suggest something um email us at stillbuffering at org, And by the way, maximumfund.org is where you can check out a lot of other wonderful podcasts within our network. I would advise you to go there and listen to some today. And yeah. you can also check out maximumfund.org forward slash jumbotron if you would like us to read some sort of message. A jumbotron is a message that we can send directly, well, through our podcast to someone <laughs> you love or like or like like or like like that or whatever Mm -hmm. uh to to say something nice to them wish them well whatever so maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron if you want to do that um and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby you change your mind
0: this has been still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcelroy and i'm taylor smurl i am a teenager and And i was boom (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I said boo because it was a spooky episode instead. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's Internet Court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.